0: Beers and Tears would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land from which we conduct this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We recognise their continued connection to the land and waterways and sky of this beautiful place, and we pay our respects to Elders past and present, and extend that respect to all First Nations people present today, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Uh Hello everyone, welcome back to Beers and Tears Today I'm joined with Grace The whole crew is here Hi guys Hello How's it going? Hi Um, Do you guys all want to This is going to be a bit difficult because we're on Zoom But individually introduce yourselves And your part in the band Sure
1: Hi, I'm Jamila I sing (laughs) I sing and I play some guitar on occasions. And yeah, that's me.
2: Sweet. Hey, I'm Jonathan. I play guitar and I occasionally sing.
3: Wow, he's gotten onto singing. Um, Hello, my name's Alex. I play drums. Hi,
4: I'm Emily. I play bass.
0: Amazing! You guys did that really well. I thought it was going to be like who's
1: going to go next, but it happened very naturally and great. We
4: spent <laughs> a lot of
1: time on Zoom together, unfortunately.
3: There's <laughs> like an unspoken rule for how we go about it. It's like normally it's jam first, and then Jono, and then the rhythm section goes. That's generally
1: <laughs> and then the miscellaneous rhythm section, the rhythm
0: section yeah. last. <laughs> Amazing. Um. Well, do you guys want to tell me how Grace? came to be, how you all met, and started to make music together?
1: Can do. It's a fun story. It's honestly my favourite story to tell. Like, anytime someone asks me, I get very excited because I'm not just like, oh, we, like, went to school together and then we just, like, hung out. Well, that's what haven't been and Jono. But we went to uni together and I kind of slowly kind of mock auditioned him through some assessments that he had to help me with Um, because I was like a solo act first and I was like, oh, I want to put a band together. And then he was just like playing guitar for some of my music assessments and I kind of just kept like asking him questions to like test if he would be a good guitarist for the band. Um, And then I finally was like, yep, sold. And I asked him and he said no. Whoa. So I asked him again and then he said no. And then eventually he said yes. I think he actually started rehearsing and was like, yeah, like I'll do it, but you're going to have to replace me at some point, point." and now he's still here. So, success. Something must be, something must be going well. Yeah. I convinced yeah. him enough finally,
3: like over a well, year and later. Or are still looking to replace him and he just
4: doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't yeah.
1: know. Um, and hey, then I'm just Alex and Emily. Alex and M, I found on a Facebook uh, group called Sydney Musicians Network. And I literally put like a little ad out and I was like, I need a bassist and a drummer. And they were the first people that reached out to me and I just didn't do much research and kind of just said yes. And um, luckily they're very cool. So that's kind of how we started. And I remember our first time we were ever meant to meet up, we were like meant to go to dinner. And then 10 a.m., I think the day before we went to dinner, we went into lockdown. (laughs) So we were like, oh, cool, band pangs. Um, And we spent like two months on Zoom, which is why we're so trained on Zoom. We spent so long um, having to like, yeah, only me and Jono had met each other. I think Em and Alex had met each other like at a gig, but it was kind of like a you met, but it wasn't like a proper meeting kind of thing um and then yeah the first time we met each other was like I think like five weeks before we played our first gig which was a bit whack but somehow the chemistry pulled through so good on us
0: huge and in terms of like writing the tracks and recording did any of that happen during that zoom period
1: um I pretty much wrote like, I had, like, everything, like, pre-prepared, and then I was, like, learn this um, at the start. And I think out of everything that we had then, there's maybe, like, two or three songs that still exist out of that entire set. So it very quickly became, like, a much more collaborative process, I think, once we were, like, ah, oh, we actually all like each other and this works.
4: Yeah. We <laughs>
1: were, like, ah, oh, sick. We'll, we'll work together. And I think from there, it was always just, yeah, building kind of what we'd already created. But they were all songs that I had literally just like written in my bedroom over a lot of COVID. And I think, yeah, the stuff we have now is way better. So I never want to have to hear those old voice memos ever again.
0: Oh, no. of those <laughs>
4: Sweet. And
0: you have three tracks out at this very moment, Um, Mm. I kind of wanted to go through them all. Um, And you guys can just tell me, like, a favourite lyric, a fun fact about the song, or, like, a funny or interesting story from the recording process. Whatever you want to tell me about the song, you can. And we'll just, like, go through them. So. Wow. Yeah. we versus pretty boy. boy. Yeah, go for
4: it.
1: Um, fun fact, this is probably one of the only songs I have that's not actually about a specific, like, person or moment. It was just kind of for the lols. Um, so every person who ever asked me, oh, did you write this about me? No, it's not about you.
0: Exclusive. It's not
1: exclusive. <laughs> the song is not about you. It's also usually people who think that the song is, like, Oh my god, yeah, I'm a pretty boy. I'm like, oh, it's not actually a good thing. I think you should read the lyrics for a hot second yeah. before you get too confident about that song being about you. Whoa, but that's yeah. That's my one, my one fun fact about
4: that I'm, song. Is like, I'm yeah.
3: stealing. I'm stealing Jono and Emily's point because I know someone else is going to say this. That that song started out as like an R&B, oh, like yeah. indie R&B song. Um, yeah and like it's so funny like when we recorded these three songs which we recorded with uh, Fletcher Matthews who's produced like a bunch of big Australian bands um, you know we we kind of like had an idea for what we might record but we had a bunch of like you know voice memos of songs that we could have chosen from and he was like look I want to hear everything and we didn't think we'd go in recording this song and then we went in and showed it to him and he was like no this is the one we have to do but let's fuck it up like let's change the vibe um, and yeah, it went from like yeah, this really like kind of quirky indie R&B song to this pop punk like banger. Um, so yeah, like you know maybe there's like a version two of Pretty Boy that might come out one day, you know, and we we bring it back to the old
2: style. I don't know. I'm putting it out there. Maybe we do that. Good Lord. Oh, oh. Oh. John knows. I think it'll shock so many people if that <laughs> version comes out. That's for sure. Um, I guess my fun fact. Oh, memory of a particular song. Are we sticking with Pretty Boy for the time being?
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, we are sticking with Pretty Boy. Oh, my God, I jumped ahead. I went straight to soundtrack. track. Shit. Um, I think the thing with Pretty Boy... It you, didn't like it first, like, you didn't like no, it at first, Jono. You didn't like it. No, that was actually... I was going to say it. Um, I was going to say that. So in... Not that I didn't like it. It was that it was so different the what we originally had. And, like, that R&B indie style was very much, like, I thought it was kind of cool. Like I I really loved how it sat. Not to say that I don't like how the song is now. I fucking love it. Um, but it is one of those things that was like when your ear is so used to one thing and then you mm. hear what was almost the polar opposite of that. It takes a while for you to kind of get accustomed to it. But once it was very, very short time after that where I listened to it and go, Yeah, this is it. This is Not to toot our own horn.
4: (laughs) You can. Emily. I don't really know what my fun fact would be. Oh, I mean, there's like, I don't really, if you listen really hard to the the version that's on Spotify, there's a part where Jam's like screaming the harmonies and it's so fucking sick. And you have to like listen really hard for it. But that's like one of my favorite memories of recording the song is Jam just like going for it. Now produces house. Super um, yeah. And then,
1: <laughs> hard shit. But it's related. It was so sick. <laughs> the first time that someone ever was like, oh, can you just like yell it? And I was like, like the whole bit is in like head voice. And I was like, yell it. <laughs> no i was like absolutely not and like john i was sitting outside on the balcony i think doing work and he had like the door shut so we couldn't hear any like the type while i was recording and like i'm pretty sure you could like hear it on the street i was yelling that loud so it's a bit aggressive but it sounds good so sick worth it unreal and then you moved on and
0: came out with family traditions How did this all come to be? Mm -hmm. Favourite lyric, favourite moment, favourite anything?
1: I'm going to probably steal what Jonathan's will be, which I feel bad because everyone's going to steal Jono's points. But this was the song that was actually, like, the deciding factor of me taking Jono for the band because I, like, played him the instrumental and I was like, ha, by any chance, can you learn this by ear? And then he kind of, like, played the guitar riff, like, on the spot. And I was like, I'm sold, like, you're in, you won. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And like, that was family traditions. And it was kind of like a song that it was just because I like had it there. Like it was like fresh at the time that I was like, oh, can you do this one? But I really thought like, oh, I probably never really put it out. I always thought it was like too personal. Like no one would like get it. You always feel like, oh, no one's going to relate because it's so, like, niche and specific to me. And then I think, like, putting it out there and hearing so many people be like, oh, I'm so glad that there's a song that says this is, like, pretty pretty cool, pretty slow. So, yeah, that's my little,
2: my little tidbit.
1: Sweet.
2: I think I might just say and this might actually be Alex's point. But anyway, I'm not going to predict. Um, so that was, I think, with Family... I kinda had two things. One was doing the music video for it. That was the the first time after Pretty Boy that we decided it, it did start off as a joke, but then like most things you'll realize after we discuss it, like we talk about a lot of things that happened, like especially with the tour and stuff like that, they all kind of started out with like just witty remarks to somebody else's comment and then just became a reality because we're like, you know what, that actually kind of works. So we did the, the music video, like a home homemade home style video, Alex film. And, um, jam did the story, but jam and M did the storyboard. Alex and M directed, I kind of just was there acting. Um, <laughs> um, and so that was, that was a pretty special memory with that one, considering we had taken a lot of the, like what we had done with pretty boy, which was being a director, um, and a videographer. It was very cool to kind of be on the hands-on end of that, to do it ourselves, which was a lot of fun. Cool. And also seeing Alex in a dress. That was fun.
3: Oh, me being in the dress was the highlight, man. There's a level of freedom that I just haven't experienced before being in a dress. I was like, this, I understand this now. Um, No, I reckon I always have a go at Jam, uh, but also think that she's great. Oh, She's looking at the camera now. She's like, oh, what is he going to say? for me, it's like, you know, a lot of our songs have a lot of uh, vocals in them and a lot of lyrics. And I think that with this song, you know, Jam was pretty personal about about the the experiences and the lyrics. But boy, did we cut out some, some banging lines um, that could have, you know, probably, put, I don't know, pushed more drama. I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you think about that, Jam, but, yeah, you know, some people are probably happy that a lot of verses or choruses or whatever the parts were got cut, but, yeah, there's probably, again, like Pretty Boy, another version of Family Trad with completely different story uh, sitting underneath
2: it.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, like, it was, like, three verses and a fucking outro, like, that's how it was before we made the hook so it definitely got a lot more deep into a lot of my like family structure but all of my family had heard it live as the old version um so you know they knew what was coming if that's what came out um but i don't think any any of it was bad um but of course you get like nervous when you're talking about like a difficult situation with your family and you want it to be described with as much love as possible even if it was hard yeah. But, yeah, v, V2 V of all the songs, maybe. Maybe we'll just make a massive B-side album of everything one day. Awesome. one day. Awesome. Who knows? Yeah. Emily, do you have a fun fun mem from fan track?
4: I was going to say, um, well, my fun fact is that one of my favourite lyrics is one of the ones you're talking about that ends up getting cut from the final thing, which sad, but the final thing is great, so I can't be too mad about it, and I love the song. Um, but probably just filming the music video. It was so fun. We, like, woke up disgustingly early. We got to Alex's house in Mortdale. We ran around and filmed all these little scenes, and it was just really fucking fun. And I think that was the day that, like, we went and we got burgers for lunch as a little snack, and the people at the Mortdale chicken shop stitched me up and put way too much chilli on my burger. And it was really sad and I couldn't finish eating it. And then everyone made fun of me because they were saying that I was weak. So, like, not a slay from the music video day, but a fun little memory.
0: Love that. And <laughs> you have a new song that's recently come out called Wasted On You. Tell me about this song, how it came to be
1: um yeah this song um we started well we started putting it together in alex's house um which is where we used to rehearse um and it was literally me alex and Jono, and i came in and i was like here's your song and it literally has two chords and i had to play it like on alex's like computer keyboard because he didn't have an actual keyboard but like connected to like logic (laughs) which is really weird to try to play keyboard like that um it was like piano to start off with and I was literally like I just have all these parts and there's only two chords for the whole song and everyone was like okay sure and I like played it I mean like messed around with some stuff and Jono had like a loop pedal But the whole session I was pretty much just, like, rambling on about, like, the visuals for it. I was, like, guys, just imagine there's, like, a dining table and this is the story and blah, blah, blah. I think that was, like, the first real insight into, like, I work very visually when it comes to, like, songwriting. Like, half the time I'm, like, oh, imagine we're, like, in a haunted house and everyone else is, like, I have no idea what the fuck you're on right now, but, like... (laughs) Sure, but it pays off because then someone will play something I'm like, magnificent, beautiful, stunning, exactly what I asked for. So they understand me. But that idea, that storyline is what our music video is, which should be coming out on the 7th of June. Um, Not should be, is coming out on the 7th of June, but it's still the exact same storyline and imagery and everything that, was planned even before the song sounded like how it sounded. So it's like a very special one, in like everything just kind of fit so perfectly. Like it felt so right and it was so like thought of and in existence before it even really existed, which is quite sweet.
0: Yeah, I'm real. How do you feel about music videos? Like I feel like I'm, it's a nice topic that I've been bringing up at the moment. You know, it's a it's a bit of an investment a lot of the time to be creating music videos, especially if you're not, like, fully in your DIY space and able to, like, put that together. Um, but like yourself, like, a lot of people do have that really visual kind of element to their music that they want to, like, bring to life. Um, I guess how do you go about that dynamic and yeah, bringing the visual element to life a little
1: bit more? I think it, like, really depends on, like, the song. Like, for family traditions it was so natural for it to be DIY because we knew that we wanted it to be, like, this, like, home tape VHS style, which, like, if you're recording yourself and it's all, like, handheld for a lot of it, it really gives that feel. So if a videographer was doing it, it would probably feel a little bit too unnatural. Um, and it also meant that we just like, like was so on top of things, we really got behind all the storyboarding and like props and location. Like we really understood, but I know we wasted on you, I think it was like a very specific style that I was like, we need someone with like proper gear to like know what we're doing. Otherwise it's just going to kind of like fall to pieces a bit, um, but I think, I think it just depends on the style you're after and what the song is. Like I have – usually I start with like the biggest idea and I'm always like in a perfect world this is how I would have it and then we can kind of like work backwards on like what's realistic. So you kind of like shoot for the stars, land on the moon kind of energy. Um, but I think we'll go – I would like to go back to the DIY. I think just – I already like to be so involved in kind of like the storyboarding on what's going on because it feels so personal and so like entangled with the song that i kind of want to be as hands-on as possible and we're very lucky that we've got such like talented creatives in the group that can make that feasible and it's not just like four people who have no idea what they're doing jumping on so like we're very very lucky that M1's very very talented and very very involved like no one kind of taps out and it's like ah my brain hurts and doesn't do anything like all of us are in there sitting in the room making it happen writing out lists collecting props like it's very much a team effort which i think like is why the product can come out being of a higher quality because everyone cares just as much as each other beautiful and what are your goals
0: as a band, I guess, now that this song is out um, and we're, like, halfway through the year, um, I guess for the <laughs> remainder of the year, what would you like to kind of see come into fruition? What are your goals?
1: Um, we actually made, I wish I could find it. It's probably somewhere in our group chat. Um, we made, a, like, a bingo card at the start of the year, which we kind of, we never finished Cause it was an awfully large bingo card, but we just kind of chucked random shit on it that we were like, hope happens one day. And like seeing some of those stuff happen already was already like crazy, like to get some like significant support slots with artists we wanted or artists that we look up to, like acknowledging that we exist, Um, or like Triple J play and like different venues, like we're always kind of like muddling, meddling? I don't even know the right word. Always thinking of goals and stuff of like what we want. So I think that's a big thing for us. But this year, like for the rest of the year, I know we're going to have at least two more songs out. So there's much, much to come. And we're also finally kind of delving into the merch world. So everyone's going to get a little bit of Grace-branded stuff and hopefully they like it um, and wear it and enjoy that experience. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I think merch, more songs, we really want to, like, kind of gear up towards hopefully releasing our first, like, longer form project sometime in 2024. So I think that's something that is really going to, give a real proper insight into grace because I think all the little singles are kind of just their little like puzzle pieces of like different elements of like who we are and what we make and they're all kind of in their own little corners but having like a whole longer form project is going to really show you like what we do and why we do it and why we are who we are kind of thing Yeah, awesome love that I love the idea of the
0: bingo that's so fun. That's like a fun way to just like get it all ticked
1: off in a, especially if yeah. it's like a group effort. I feel like that's super fun. I, like I think that. we're going to have to remake it. I like, I petition that we remake it around like New Year's and actually finish it this time because it was very unfinished. But you actually, could do like, too. you could do like a. Yeah a really like achievable one that you're like,
0: yeah, we're going to fucking tick all this off and I'll feel really good about it. And then you can do like a middle ranged slash like high achieving one where it's like, this would be epic if we ticked all this off.
1: Yeah. yeah but I kind then of like really- though. Yeah. I know Alex is saying, I kind of uh, you're really like. You're really
3: fucked if you don't tick off the, the easy ones. <laughs> all that. the small
1: ones. No, cool. you want to make something that like the middle square is like, holy shit, this is our wildest dream. So then if you manage to get something in a row, you're like, holy shit, holy shit. True. So you can still see, like, if there's, like, 12 squares or whatever, like, he might have ticked off, like, literally 11 out of 12, but if you don't tick off that middle one, it's, like, not a full line. So you still achieve a lot and you feel like you achieved, but it's, like.
3: Sorry, since when does bingo it. operate in lines?
4: What kind of it's bingo? It's always operated lines? like that. No. Yeah. Asshole. Are you serious? I like
3: bingo. Oh man, what the
4: fuck? How do you play bingo? Bingo, <laughs> you play. Bingo? Uh,
3: I don't know. I feel like don't they just give you a sheet with numbers on it and then they're like, Oh, I'm thinking of like old person bingo, I'm sorry.
4: Excuse no, it's
1: still You get a sheet, and then once you get like They'll they'll tell you like the rules for the game. They're like, okay, for this one you have to get two vertical lines, and then it's like if you get all the numbers, and there's two vertical lines, and you get it. Sometimes it's like you need only a diagonal, but it's all lines. That's the whole point uh, of bingo.
3: I petition that we Alex... play bingo now. Can we go like? Yeah, can no, we go to bingo? like a <laughs> great stars bingo? Like oh, like, <laughs> like little... win a meat truffle or something. I'm sorry, like a meat 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 tray. That's yeah,
4: it, let's yeah. go to the ball. Yeah. Alex, like do, you scream, you,
2: do you scream uno at the end when you win bingo?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, <won. You>
1: <laughs> <All right.
0: laughs> I love that. Well, that's awesome. It's good to hear that people can stay tuned for some new music coming at the end of the year and a new music video that will definitely keep our eyes pe- peeled for in the coming weeks. Um, yeah, amazing. Stunning. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight for a chat. thank oh, you, know, so, you know, so much
4: Thanks for having this us.
0: moral of the story is that Alex now knows how to play bingo so we've really some good goals tonight I you,
1: I haven't gotten up since you left me here Conversations over cold food or whispers in the dust of the chandelier. Round and round in circles, the line keeps getting thinner, I don't think this game was designed